You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your host, Peter Inch. Good morning. I'm uh, Peter Inch, host of the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show and General Manager of Roy Inch & Sons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, a service experts company, and a three-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, London Free Press Best of London, and the London Community News Reader's Choice Award. We're glad you can join us this morning and hope you'll join us every morning on Saturday from 9 to 9.30 as we provide you, our listeners, with some information on heating, air conditioning, and plumbing, how it works, some energy-saving tips, But most important, the phone lines are open. So give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Or you can send us an email today or any day on uh, inchbyinch at serviceexperts.com. And one lucky caller today will win a free air conditioner tune-up. So, and then in the studio with me today, I have our regulars, Dan Peterson. How are you? I'm great, Peter. And Steve Gilbert. How are you doing? I'm good, Peter. Good. I uh, hear you were out hitting the golf balls, Dan. I was hitting some golf balls on Thursday. What not, you what you shoot? Not hitting them as well as I expected to. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Okay. Well, leave it at that. <laughs> and you were out last week, Steve. I was out last week. Yes. Shot ninety two. Easy now, yes. It's not, yeah. yeah. Actually, it went it went pretty well. If I didn't start off with a snowman on each on each nine, it would have been it would have been much better. We all have to have a snowman. Absolutely, yeah. it just reminds us of the winter. Yeah. So um, again, if you've got, a, would like to call in with any question, give us a call five one nine six four three twenty two twenty two or one eight six six three five four eight two five five. But we had a couple emails come in over the week that I'll uh, uh, go through quickly here. Uh, Fred called in and said, after using my AC last week, uh, he found that it was very noisy. Is there any way that he can quiet down his air conditioner? Sure there is. (laughs) And well, (laughs) Well, first of all, I probably checked to make sure it was clean first if it's like it could be. The coils could be jammed full of dirt and and debris, so it may not be getting enough air, which is causing it to to be loud. It depends what he's hearing. If he's hearing some compressor noise, they do make something called a compressor blanket, which you can put over top of a compressor, and it really reduces the amount of sound that that air conditioner is making. Or the or the last thing you could do is just upgrade and buy a new one, which would be much quieter. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're right. Number one, let's get it tuned up and clean so it's not working as hard. And then the uh, the compressor blanket will quiet the noise down from the compressor a little bit. Won't get rid of it, but the new air conditioners are unbelievably quiet from what they what they were. I mean, you I've often said you can put it on your deck and use it as a table. Because yeah. it's that quiet, you yeah. can talk around. Yeah, some of the new units are just, they're amazing. Just yeah. You just can't hear them. So um, we'd recommend that Fred to get a tune-up if you haven't had that done. And maybe at that point they could take a look and see if a compressor blanket could be put on it to help quiet that up a little bit. We had another one come in here for you, Dan. It came in yeah. from Diana. Uh, 
they I just purchased a new faucet and it doesn't have the same pressure as my old faucet. Uh, what could be the problem? Well, it's the new faucets are there's a restriction on the flow and they're only allowed and I forget what the gallons are, but they're only allowed so many gallons a minute now. So if she takes the aerator off, there would probably be a flow restrictor in there. And what I mean is screw the screen off the end of the uh, uh, spigot. And when she looks inside there, she'll probably see a, a little metal washer that's probably only got an eighth of an inch hole in it. So that's restricting the flow down for her. If she takes that out and puts it back on, but she's going to use more water. It's it's a water saving feature. It's for economy and for the environment. So if she if she can get away with then put up with the stream and flow that she's getting, she should leave it in there. It'll save her in the long run. But it but it can be rectified. Okay. So I hope that helps uh, explain that to you, Diana. It gives you a little information that you can. Uh, are they com- look at. are they common in all taps these days, Dave? Yes. Yes, all taps. There's a, there is a limit on the gallons for shower heads, kitchen faucets, everything now. Okay. Um, we had another call come in um, from Pat. It says, I'm going to plant vines by my air conditioner. If they creep into the air conditioner, is that will that cause potential damage? Absolutely. Um, all all your air conditioners need uh, a certain amount of area around them. At least we recommend 8 to 10 inches clearance around the entire unit um, just so that it, it can breathe. The outdoor unit is designed to get rid of heat, and if you restrict that airflow whatsoever, it's it, you actually cut down on its efficiency, and it just doesn't do the same job it possibly could for you. And it, and we have seen, we have taken the um, uh, some, the new air conditioners have what we'll call protective shell on the outside, and we've taken that shell off and seen that in behind it is just solid vines right. that will block the airflow, cause the unit to overheat, and can burn the compressor up. Yep. So yep. definitely vines, grass, anything that can creep up. Even planting evergreens, you should keep them three feet or four feet away from the air conditioner to allow air to flow through there. Yes. Now, this one you may help a little bit with, Steve, because it's uh, it's what well, uh, the technicians came to me and says, we think we need to help the, explain to customers what repair versus replace is. He was out on a call and asked how much it was going to cost to replace the coil on his 15-year-old air conditioner, and it was going to be around $1,000 to fix it. And she thought that was good for a 15-year-old air conditioner. Okay. Um, we um, All the technicians carry around, a, it's a third-party um, sheet put out by HRAI, which um, is the heating refrigeration for Institute. And it, it kind of, it's a, it's a chart which actually helps them determine these days um, when you should repair, when you should replace. So the graph just shows them, it's got a dollar amount on the bottom and then years up the other side. So when you look at those things, it just helps helps the customer understand that, you know, equipment doesn't last as long these days. And a 15-year-old air conditioner really is nearing the end of its life. Um, and 
and if, to spend a thousand dollars on a fifteen year old air conditioner probably doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, we'd say it'd be like putting a, a transmission in a fifteen year old car and the engine still fifteen year olds. The brakes are fifteen year olds. You're going to have more repairs that are going to happen in the next few years. Yeah, and because that's something that people forget that although that that one part which cost a thousand dollars, then potentially something else because everything else in the air conditioner is 15 years of age and potentially that'll be the next thing that breaks. So it's kind of like that car that just kind of keeps on nagging at you with small repairs, small repairs. And by the time you've two or three years passed along, you've spent the cost of a brand new air conditioner. Yeah. And the savings you'll save in electricity and the efficiency of the unit will probably pay that thousand dollars back in six, seven, eight, nine years. You know, you'll you'll get that back. Especially with hydro rates going where they're going. Yeah. It'll be a lot quieter also. And quieter, yes. Yep. So we'll, we'll uh, take a break here. And when we come back, if you have any questions, you can give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, here's your host, Peter Inch. Welcome back to the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show. Um, we had a customer into the counter, Dan, that was talking a little bit about a filter system for drinking water. Yeah. And she had a question of, should I get one for the whole home? Should I get one just, you know, by the kitchen where I can fill up my glass? What yeah. would you recommend? Well, it's filtering water is, is a good thing, but it's also an individual thing. It, it, it's what the individual is looking for. If they, they're drinking water, they want to filter it, and they use drinking water, they go to the bathroom, they have a, a glass of water in there, and they may have more than one bathroom. They may want to drink a water at the kitchen sink. Then they should put a whole house filter in and do the whole home. If they only want to get a glass of drinking water at the kitchen sink, then just put it on the kitchen sink. But you know, uh, to me, I want to filter water. I'm brushing my teeth. I'm getting a glass of water. I, I may get it at the bathroom one time, the kitchen the next time. So I personally think a whole house system is better. It's usually out what, near the water meter or near the well, the the tank. So it's easy to get out to change those filters. If they do it at just the the kitchen or something, it's a smaller filter, but it's underneath the kitchen sink and it's hard to get at and you sometimes have to stand on your head to get it out. So the whole house <laughs> filter to me is the way to go. And and when you say you have to change those filters, how often would you well, be Well, it actually would go by the, the amount that it's used, but I, you, as a rule of thumb, you can say at least once a year. Once a year. Yeah. Okay. Will that make my coffee taste better? It will make your coffee taste better, and and it also depends on what they want to take out of the water, also. Yeah. So if they want chlorine out of the water, it'll all it'll all make your coffee taste better, Steve. <laughs> yeah, you know you know what will make your coffee taste better? And yeah, this will be good. Yes. Buy it from Tim Hortons. No, 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 no make it better. I'll just <laughs> brew my own. I, brew, I love to brew my own coffee. Um, we had uh, a technician said you need to talk on the show. 
about hot and cold rooms, um, what customers can do when they've got that room farthest from the furnace that's either hot in the summer or cold in the winter. What's some easy things that they could do to try to fix it themselves? Well, uh, it's it's usually probably a little bit more complicated than what it, it seems. But first of all, you know, the first thing we do is we check airflow in the room so and what registers they have in the room so if there is sometimes those rooms will only have a supply air and and if if it and they keep the door closed to the room and and if if that's the case that room will always not be right um so it's important to have typically in in those rooms to have a supply which is a register that blows air and one that uh, return one that sucks air out so if both of those are in there then at least the room has a has the has the ability to circulate properly, um, but there again, you need to create circulation. So that would mean turning your furnace fan on. So if you, if you run your furnace fan, typically it, it helps make a house feel more comfortable. Can help uh, um, alleviate some of those hot and cold spots. Uh, but ultimately, it could be a ductwork problem. We really need to come out and have a look and do a proper analysis. Yeah, I mean, turn the furnace fan on is probably your easiest thing to see whether it helps. It's not going to eliminate the problem. No. But it, it may help it by dropping it a couple of degrees. But give that a try. If that doesn't fix it, you're right. We really need to come out and take a look, see if we can get a return air up to that room or a larger pipe up to that room. Or it can be just some ductwork changes in the basement to get more air to that one uh, outlet. But a lot, of, a lot of those rooms end up being over, you know, over garages, and uh, they are very, very difficult to uh, to to make them comfortable. Sometimes we, I we've done some extreme cases where we would put like a Mitsubishi, like a ductless split in that room to create a separate environment for it altogether. Yeah, because a lot of times they could run the ductwork over the ceiling of the garage, but it's not insulated. Right. So yeah. the garage is cold; it's losing all the heat or. Or the heat in the summers, uh, making it lose all its cooling. So without ripping the ceiling of the garage out to take a look at everything, yeah. you're right. Sometimes a Mitsubishi a split air conditioner or heat pump is the way to go to make that one area nice. And I did have one one other, uh, it just brings to mind one other situation we had was um, I carry around a little infrared thermometer and we found out uh, it was in the winter. There was no insulation in that corner of the ceiling of that house. Because uh, when I shot, when I hit my gun, and I was just checking temperatures in the room, you know, it went it went immediately to what the outdoor temperature was right in that one particular spot of that of that bedroom. So I just told her she needed to go get some insulation, and and that alleviated the problem. Yeah, and I mean, raccoons or anything up in the attic can do that. They can start pulling the insulation away to make yeah. a nest, and you end up having that that yeah. hot mm-hmm. cold spot. So there's usually there's certainly usually more to it than than, which is why you just need a. a deeper investigation sometimes. So if you, you've had that, give get, there's a few things you can look at. Hopefully it can help you. If not, give us a call. Get us come out. Check uh, RoyInch.com. Uh, we always have coupons on there for uh, service calls, maintenance, duct cleaning, plumbing, whatever you need. We've got a special going on right now, twenty nine fifty rebates off a new furnace and AC. So give it a take a look always at RoyInch.com for those coupons. Um, attic jobs or attic units that need to be maintained. Um, first thing, be careful with the ladder, right, Dan? You want That's to talk right. a little bit <laughs> on ladder safety there? No, um, you have to be very careful with the ladder. And, uh, 
That's the first thing we tell our guys is to be careful with the ladder. Do they still make wooden ladders? They still do make wooden oh, ladders. Okay, all right. I, I think they do. Okay. I have one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then the um, second thing is the heat in the attic. It's almost getting to the point where we won't send our guys up into the attics. We've gone too far into hot weather now. Um, so if you have an attic system, you really have to think about maintaining that early right. March or late November uh, of the year because it makes it difficult to send a guy up to work in it due to the heat that's in that attic. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. to make sure that you – and make sure if you're up there, just change that filter because you don't want to – you don't want to have a filter problem in the in the middle of July when it's really hot up there. Yeah. Best to change it now. Yes. Now we should mention, Dan. You know, we you got a big day coming up here, oh, Thursday, <laughs> uh, between four and seven at our shop at Roy Inch and Sons, uh, thirty five hundred White Oak Road. Uh, Dan has retired, but we n- we have not let him retire from the radio shows. He's got to come <laughs> in and do those. Um, but we're having a little get together, drop in for anybody out there who knows Dan and would like to wish him all the best to customers or suppliers or anybody that's worked with them over the last, what, 120 years? Is that how long? <laughs> uh, they should uh, drop by the shop this Thursday, June 4th, between uh, 4 and 7. And we're going to have a little get together, some cake and some uh, light, light snacks yeah. and stuff for you to, to thank you for everything you've done for the industry over the. What, 40? 40 some odd years, yes. (laughs) We're never going to get that exact total out of him. We keep trying, but he never tells us the exact. So please drop by and say hello to Dan. He'll be there with his family, and it'll be really nice to to be able to send him off with a smile on his face. Yep. (laughs) And and no wooden ladders. No wooden ladders. That means means your golf game's really going to get better. It's already good, Steve. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. We'll go. We'll leave that one alone. I won't even go there. But the um, asbestos is a kind of a, a nasty word these days. It is. Uh, and we're running into it more and more in some of the homes we're going to. So if you walk in and you see asbestos and the people want to replace their furnace, what do they really got to do at that point? There's only one way to handle it, and that's to have a qualified abatement company come in. Um, if I, I We've had situations where a customer will say, well, I can just take that off myself. And I said, yes, you can, but we won't be doing the job um, because they don't know how to handle asbestos properly. And, and once they touch it, they've just contaminated the room, and now I'm putting my workers at risk. So yeah. we certainly – uh, there's a company or two companies or there's a bunch of companies in the area which we would just refer you to call and they would come in and have a look at the job yeah. site and and uh, make it safe. Yeah. And we had called Blonde Environmental. We had uh, Kevin in here. We've had them uh, yes. one of our early shows to, to yeah. talk about it, that it was something that once this gets airborne, it's dangerous. Yes. Um, and so, and like you say, if someone says, well, I'll just rip it off myself. We won't put our, our employees into that because it's still – the fibers are still on top of the ductwork or attached to the ductwork. They've actually made it worse. They've right. actually made the the room now more at risk than it was before, yes. before they touched it. Once it becomes – the easy, easy thing to think of is once it becomes flyaway, yeah. um, it could be anywhere. And if you don't have the proper company in cleaning that room properly – 
you do put every person that goes in that room at risk. And unfortunately, it's 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 something that you won't find out that you've had any damage to yourself for 20 years because it takes that long for asbestosis to yeah. uh, occur in the lung. That's right. Yeah, and I think, you know, Dan and myself yeah. and my dad and my brother, we didn't know the danger back then. We took it out by the hands yes, and we threw it out. Nobody knew. Now we know. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and we don't want these young guys going through what we do, worrying about it every year, whether it, yeah. this is a year we're going to get affected by it. So That's that's why we have our policy is the way it is. So if, if it's, it has to be done by a qualified abatement company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we want to thank everybody for listening in today. Um, when we are not on the radio, you can reach us by calling us in London and St. Thomas at 519-681-2450 or in Sarnia at 519-786-2373 or always at 1866-EXPERTS and online at RoyInch.com. You can listen to this show or any of our shows on a podcast by going to RoyInch.com hitting the inch-by-inch button on the right-hand side of the homepage, and you can click on this show or whatever show you would like to listen to. I'd like to thank Dan and say we look forward to everybody dropping by, Dan, seeing you on Thursday from 4 to 7. There'll be a lineup out the door. (laughs) I'm not so sure about that. (laughs) And, Steve, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. Appreciate that very much. And as we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard. Buy from inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.